They didn't have to... you've lost me there. That was the that was the part where it goes super hype. The HBO intro was that little flourish. Yeah. That was that uh like computer generated the HBO floating in, right? They that actually was like they have a making of that video, the intro, the old HBO intro that's on YouTube that's fascinating. They built a whole model town, and then they fly over it with the camera. Oh, and my then God, it, that's but, right. So they fly down and like into the town and stuff, and it looks like, I mean, it's pretty legit for a model, and then they fly up, that's and great. then it does the whole like spinning HBO like lights and stuff, and like... So it does have computer-generated stuff in it in the end, but it like... Which were he- like big for the time, like... And then you like fly into the HBO logo and then it's a special presentation or whatever. Yeah. They didn't have to go that hard on that intro. They really didn't. They didn't, they have, didn't have to. to and they did. That's what that's what you were paying for. Yeah, that was that's why that's why HBO cost anything at all. They had to pay for that intro back then. Yeah. It it was gonna be just a regular TV channel, but they're like, nah, we gotta pay for this intro. I but, remember going to my technically my dad's cousin, but he was like my uncle. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. go to my uncle's house like once a month. Yeah. You know, he would like kind of babysit us. Yeah. And and he had HBO. Yeah. And he had the so this is a thing. I think our younger listeners may not, you know. He had a room that was like a library, but it was all VHS tapes of all the movies he had recorded from HBO. Yeah, that was a big deal, like recording off HBO. Recording off of rented videos too, but more so yeah. HBO because it was easier to do. That's what the first time, like the first time I watched Star Wars when I was like two years old or something. My dad brought home a tape from work that his friend had given him, and it was taped off of HBO. That's why when that HBO intro would come on, even now I'm like, Star Wars is about to come on. Oh shit, Star Wars <laughs> is about to come on. Everybody gets, and then I'm like, oh, it's not, it's not Star Wars, but it's uh, yeah, because it would have it had the HBO intro <laughs> in, in the beginning. And then it would go into Star Wars, and that's I would watch that tape every day, and that's just because somebody at work back then you'd go to work and be like, "Hey, I recorded this for you <laughs> off yeah. of HBO." Like, "Oh yeah, we can't, we couldn't even get HBO yet." I don't think. I don't think we had it in our area of town or something. Like, it was it was wild, but eventually we did get it. I just remember that uncle being the one that was like, he had the nice house, yeah, and he was the one, you know, like, oh man, HBO. And it was just like this, like it was like a watching room. I mean, really, it was just his living room. But it felt like you know he had a library. Oh my god, he's got bookshelves of VHS tapes with, you know, handwritten Sharpie like, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah, it wasn't no, wasn't no DVDs, wasn't no Netflix. I wasn't no streaming, no streaming, and not all of us could afford HBO money bags. You know, we to, we, I mean, we still do it. You know, we still all share HBO. That's that was the way you shared HBO back then was taping that shit. You know, yeah, I'm sure yeah. HBO back then probably was like, "Don't tape it. We're gonna find you if you tape it. We're gonna start finding people for taping it." Yeah. So what's up? 
you know, just uh, just surviving, just here. I just barely. Man, I'm, I I'm exhausted. Head, I'm exhausted. Let me give you all right. Look, first of all, this is episode 193 of I Don't Like Their Old Stuff, the podcast where we answer the question, "What's the hype?" Right? And that's what this is still. Yep. The last time I checked, 193. You got? Do I have any special? Info for us about 193. 193 kilos. No, no. nothing about that. Um, Although, <laughs> I watched, uh, it makes me think, I watched uh, You've Got Mail. Yeah. On ding, an ding. airplane. Ding, ding. Yeah. A couple days ago. And New York 173 <laughs> or New York 73 was like Tom Hanks's username. And when he's in that project <laughs> of trying to woo Meg Ryan. Yeah. And before she knows that it's him that she's emailing with, they keep running like, oh, 73, uh, 73 warts he had removed from his face. 73 reasons why people have a restraining order for it. Yeah, they kept yeah. running. And so I was thinking 193, 193, 193 ways that J-Hope has made fun of me in the last <laughs> six months. Uh, 193, 193 no, hateful comments. Reasons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was, I mean... <laughs> They could have gone real. They should if they'd make that movie now. Tom Hanks's would be New York four twenty sixty nine. That would be his uh, his username. It would be uh, New York Giuliani nineteen ninety seven. You know, or something. Yeah. <laughs> what a product of its time. What a time capsule. You've got mail. Yeah, this movie is all about emailing people. That was the yeah, it was an exciting thing at the time. Not everybody had email, so they were fascinated to watch a movie about people emailing each other. Honestly, I get it, it really, game? it could have only existed or been made for like seven years at the most because they, because they like, <laughs> they met in a chat room, an over 30 chat room. Yeah. And then they were emailing each other. Yeah. Anonymously for a period of time. Yeah. And the thing like that wouldn't, that's not really possible today. Right? Well, you would be, you would just it put their email in and their Facebook would come up. Maybe. Yeah, oh, exactly. Social yeah. media. So once social media, like once any version of social media began to exist, that 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 movie's concept oh. is completely gone. But I do maintain it is a very strong rom com. Yeah, I mean it's it's mostly because the two leads are so great in that movie, right? So it's like it's also well she written, is, I guess. But is that Nora Ephron? I mean, Did Nora a, Ephron, right? It's that? Nora Ephron. Of yeah. course, it's Nora Ephron. You see the crown molding on the apartments. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see the most luxurious one-bedroom apartment yeah. in the history of New York owned by a little bookstore lady. I mean, these yeah. – and let me tell you, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. Meg talk Ryan's it. drip in that fucking movie is outstanding. Every single outfit that she wears, not only is, like, great for her, but, like, yeah. so it, – it, it is the perfect blend. The thing for me that I love the most when it comes to clothing is a combination of, like – how it fits and how comfortable it is yeah. and how nondescript it is. There's not a single logo on any of her outfits and it's all like cashmeres and linens and like in the final scene when she's walking back to her apartment to get ready to go meet the dude, she's wearing these pants that are just like, they're, they're not bell bottoms, they're just, they're almost like parachute pants and they're linen and they're high-waisted and I'm just like, God Damn it, I wish I was Meg Ryan because yeah. I want to wear those clothes. There's no way those clothes fit me. I just like throughout that entire movie, she's got the best 
the costume designer for that episode for that for that movie is, yeah. really deserves more recognition. People don't realize there was a brief and I'm talking brief like 5 year window of time where Meg Ryan was top of the fucking it was she was more popular than the Queen of England. Like fucking it she just did. like yeah. that was the she was I'm going to see the Meg Ryan movie. Meg Ryan's in it. Yeah. When Harry met Sally. Oh, did you see that when yeah. Harry met Sally? She's so great in that. Like she was on she was on top of the world and then just like disappeared to the point where like if you ask somebody under 30 right now, "Hey, uh, you know who Meg Ryan is?" they'd be like, well, "Uh I kind of it seems familiar the name, but like I don't know. I'd have to look her up." Like it's fascinating, fascinating. She has anybody shone, shown that brightly and burn out that quick, you know? And not for a particular reason, not like scandal or like she retired because she wanted to take care of her kids or whatever. Just stop getting roles at some point. I don't know. I mean, maybe there's more to it that we don't know, but <clears throat> but you make a. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. She had but that affair she's... with uh, Russell Crowe, I think, and I think that kind of fucked her. I, I think that back then. If you did something like that, that they would be like, well, she was not really marketable anymore. So I think that maybe what was the the end of the line. Yeah, maybe that's it. I I tell you, I I think she gave birth, or she was a part of the recipe that <clears throat> later um, grew the Zoe Deschanel quirky kind of like, oh, I'm quirky and therefore I'm adorable. Meg Ryan was adorable in her quirkiness. Yeah, she was the quirky. Not- yeah, she she ran so do, she walked so do, Joey Deschanel could, could or she walked so <laughs> Zoe Deschanel could run, right? Or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and a little too much of that kind of like turns me off, not in a sexual way, but in like a acting way, you know, like it's like, yeah. forced. So, well, that, it feels a little forced. Zoe Deschanel like mm-hmm. took it to the extreme to the point where then it was like, then it became tiresome. And yeah. now it's like, Oh God. And the, you know, the, the, they call it, don't they call it like pixie manic dream girl or something? Yeah. That kind uh, of manic thing. pixie. Yeah, exactly. Thing. And Meg it's Ryan like, was like a, she was like the concrete foundation of that. Yeah. Yeah. She was. And and you I mean, I'm gonna say it. I don't care who you are. I'm gonna say it. You've got mail holds up. I, I'm not gonna argue with you. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie, but like, yeah. And I mean, it's kind of fascinating that it holds up in spite of the subject matter. Um and also like that movie that movie couldn't exist now because we're in the jaded catfish era of like you know what I mean? Like, I don't think in yeah. that movie it's really not a big plot line that like maybe he's a catfish. Like, no, now there's, it would all, be there's like, only like there's there's it's there, but it's not. It's just like a side like, right. ooh, what if? It's like it's like funny for the characters to consider because it seems so ridiculous that right. you know that this person would be something other than what they represent. But now it would be, be the sinister like overarching plot of the thing of like, you know, yeah. that whole movie would be about how he was going to be a catfish and kill her and stuff and like yeah. That's like it's it I means the same thing with a lot of movies particularly like I mean obviously old old movies but like in 80s and 90s movies a lot of the plot lines a lot of 90s movies for sure could not happen uh, with cell phones in existence or in widespread use, you know, like Home right. Alone would not that movie just doesn't exist without with cell phones, you know. It's like oh, Kevin's just gonna call us on his cell phone. We're gonna go back and get him. Yeah, exactly. You know, like or like we we can track him on the phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, we know where he is. It's, it's it's interesting to look at like that that stuff. But well, we're right was, into uh, it, man. We just did some deep analysis of. Uh, of uh, you've got mail, 
it was not deep. It's not deep. I mean, ultimately, to go a little bit deeper, if you want to, I'd love to. I mean, this is the birth of a. It was. It's really interesting to consider, like Nora Ephron and her sister writing this screenplay, which, in the same moment, vilifies and celebrates the big box chain store, which is what Joe Fox, the Tom Hanks character, represents. He's coming into the West Side with this discounted bookstore, which is really right. kind of a stand-in for like, and probably at that time, like Books a Million. Yeah. But ultimately Amazon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And um, and it's it's like it's the same thing as like Costco or BJ's or Walmart. And it's kind of on one hand, like, oh, this is like this is what happens in late stage capitalism. Like we're going to completely destroy every bit of unique specialness of any yes. neighborhood in every corner of this country. And we're going to just crush every small business yep. for this like oligarchic for fucking, uh, yeah. you know, like yeah. uh, get under our boot kind of thing. Assimilate. But at the same time, oh, it's a, it's a funny little rom-com. And it's really just about the meat cue to this guy and this woman kind of being in the same business and kind of not. And he's not really that bad of a guy, you know? But, the, but like, he's talking with his dad and his grandfather about, like, yeah, we're going to shut him down. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. fuck this woman and her. Oh, yeah. And the grandfather's like, oh, I knew her mom. She was delightful. <laughs> we used to exchange letters. <laughs> it's like, and then, he, and then in the next scene, he's literally celebrating. The fact that they're putting her out of business. business. Yeah. And like on the one hand, I mean, like, I feel like it's just like it's, it's just like trash neolib fucking like, oh, this is free market capitalism is going to be the savior of the world. And uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe they're right. I don't know. They made a movie about a fucking bookstore that was meant to be a rom-com. But in reality, it was just like this. Like, here's a microcosm of what's going to be happening for the next 75 years. Yeah. Yeah. There. You, I mean. There you go. It, it, I mean, that, that's uh It's interesting they made a movie that like you actually have like sympathy for Tom Hanks and for the in those uh under those conditions like. Yeah, you know, I mean, that, like, it is funny it, like, because you kind of like do like yeah. he's a little bit embarrassed. Yeah. You know, but at the same and and then he falls in love with this woman. Yeah. Um, and is are we saying that Tom Hanks is you know symbolically representing? what we truly are, which are these monsters who are feeding this machine that's going to destroy us. And yet we fall in love with the idea of the way it used to be, yet our greed will not allow us to stop it from happening. Even the power of love is not strong enough to stop the fucking wheel. Yeah. Oh, they don't have it in stock? Amazon does. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. You're right. Man. Yeah. You're right. That movie really is meat cute. The movie. It's like the whole, it is, whole movie is the whole thing. What if we made yeah. a whole movie about meat cute? How about that? How about you like the meat cute in movies? How about have I got a movie for you? Entire movie, meat cute. Well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you wonder whether or not it works, yeah, I'm gonna tell you it does. It does. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I, definitely I, works. I, I can't argue with you. I can't argue with. It. It's not one of my favorite movies, but I I remember enjoying it the last time I saw it and. uh the performances are good and the writing is good. Um, so uh, by this 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 capitalism train of thought, would you say that that what was that movie about Walmart? Wasn't there a movie called Walmart or something like I Love You Walmart called. or something? What was that called? 
I can't remember. Wasn't but Dave was Matthews in that Jason movie? Bateman. What? I think Jason Bateman was in it. Wasn't Dave Matthews in it too? No, well, I, I think fucking Dave, know. I didn't know. Am, Dave am I conflating that with something else? I think you're conflating that with Live in Central Park. Jason Bateman Walmart commercials. No. No. Hold on. Let me look at Walmart movie. I bet there's I bet there's some like dramatic uh telling of, of George Walton. Uh the, I swear to God there's a movie called I Love You Walmart or, or because of Walmart or something. Wasn't it because of Walmart? There was a documentary about how uh, look, terrible Walmart's the, business. The high practices cost of are. low prices. The high cost of low prices, yeah. Was it maybe it was I love uh, because of Win Dixie? I don't know, but it I was know because this of Win Dixie. Because of Win Dixie is the movie I'm thinking of, and Dave Matthews was in this fucking movie. Because of Win Dixie, 2005, Anna Sophia Robb was in it. Jeff Daniels is in it. Cecily Tyson, L. Fanning was the main character, I think, and Dave Matthews is in it as Otis. And it's called Because of Win Dixie. They made it. They tried to make. <laughs> I, I I'm surprised that that uh what call it didn't try to jump on this bandwagon. Uh, Piggly Wiggly. They made the straight to video Piggly Wiggly movie. Like, hey, Piggly Wiggly, big on the pig. That's <laughs> I, what it's called. <laughs> I tell people. I tell people about Piggly Wiggly, and they don't believe me. I feel like Piggly, I've seen people wear Piggly Wiggly shirts, but they, they clearly just bought it as an incidental thing at a Piggly Wiggly. I feel like Piggly Wiggly could have shirts in Hot Topic all over America. Like I feel like they should just yeah. be, I don't know if there's any, I imagine there's some Piggly Wigglies left. I think they should just yeah, become a t-shirt company because I think that people would be like, that's a great, It the, the shirt has a pig on it and it says, I'm big on the pig, Piggly Wiggly. That's like that's, that's like the Grateful Dead. That's the thing I, I I can't wait, you know, for whenever somebody tries to flex on me, like, oh, you like that band? I'll be like, oh, this is a band? Oh yeah, yeah. They got I great thought t-shirts. this was just like a brand, like a clothing brand. Are you sure? A great logo. I'll admit the Grateful <laughs> Dead logo, great, great logo. Yeah. I bet I you know my thoughts on the Grateful Dead, and even I ever once in a while, like, man, I'm getting one of the Grateful Dead shirts. Yeah, get kinda, one, man. It looks kind of cool. Get one. Can I get? Is they got one with like the logo upside down or something, so I could like show, wear it in protest, <laughs> or something like that. Somebody texted me the other day said, "Can I get one of these shirts if I don't plan to ever go to one of these concerts? <laughs> is that too much?" I think you can. I was I like, I "Man, poser is as poser does, dude. Man, just like open up your third eye and just wear it. Just lean into it. Mm-hmm. Just oh, name one of their songs. No." I won't. I won't do that. <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> yeah. So what's uh, up, dude? What's up? What you got? Well, I got on? some. I got a couple things. You know, I figured we roll through these questions. Yeah. 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 Uh, a little housekeeping. We'll just say I don't have anything particular from anybody because nobody talks to us anymore. But yesterday I was in the car. I'm tired today because I got in at 4 a.m. Because we were driving back from Baltimore, Maryland. We were in a team magic tournament up there. Me and two of my boys. And uh, we were in this team magic tournament. It's three of you play against three other people at a time. And each person's on a different format deck. Like a different type, you know, modern what, modern and pioneer and, and legacy. And it's fun. Team events are fun because you're playing with your friends. And, like, the team has to... It's like whoever... 
you want two, two out of your two three teammates need to win their matches for you to win the the round. So anyway, we didn't do great in the team event. We almost made day two, but we didn't. But then the next day, they had individual events you could enter, and uh, we both, the three of us entered, and one of us didn't do well. And then I was I was in the running for a while, and I fell off. But then my other buddy won the whole tournament, 187 person tournament, uh, five thousand dollars on the line for in prizes, won the whole tournament, got the RCQ invite to the uh, the RC the regional championship and all this stuff. So we were super hyped and we were in the car coming back and you called me last night and I was like, well, make sure this isn't an emergency or something. So I answer the phone and it was an emergency. You were like, we got to record. We got to record tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I appreciate you calling me. And he's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm in the car. I'm coming back from Maryland. We were at a magic tournament and my boy won. And he was like, you were like, oh, Trey. And I was like, nah. And then you were like, yeah, nah, because Trey sucks at magic. <laughs> and then the other two guys in the car know Trey, so they bust out laughing because they didn't know who I was talking to, you know? And, like, so, yeah, that was it. it was just, like, just shitting on Trey. Just like, oh, did Trey win the whole tournament? Nah, that's a, what a ridiculous thought. <laughs> oh, man. Portray. Can't wait to meet him. Yeah, man, <laughs> you're gonna love him. You're gonna love him. Yeah, I was. I had a buddy of mine come over, come over to my place yesterday. Um, hold on. Yeah, yeah. I got a. Phone call and it fucks up my headphones. You what? I got a phone call. Yeah, and it fucks and, up your headphones. Yeah, so I'm going in airplane mode. I got you. We're going in airplane mode, everybody. It's about to get well. You can edit that part out. About to get real loud. Edit that part We're out. flying in an airplane. Now, I don't have to edit that out. It's fine. It's not not offensive or anything. You what? Um, I can't even remember. Oh, I was with my buddy. We were playing Catan last night. Oh, hype! Yeah, yeah super yeah, hype. Yeah, and. He was like, I was like, yeah, we, somehow we got on the topic of magic. And I was like, you ever play? Oh, you play magic? He's like, yo, I played magic like 20 years ago. He's like, I don't know. He's said, I don't think the game is the same as it was back then. I'd probably get beat to shreds. But this is my boy, right? Yeah. And he was, he, I was like, well, my buddy still plays and he just qualified for this big meet down in uh november in atlanta and he's like Spoiler. oh and he said like all his friends growing up they all played magic together and then they got into poker yeah like because that was where the money was so this this guy that i'm friends with he'll go to, he goes to vegas every year he goes to there's a lot of casinos up here right like he'll take his week vacation <clears throat> from work and go grind in uh you know playing poker in the that's casinos awesome. that, that's a there's a direct correlation between magic and poker a lot of the old school pro magic players became uh professional poker players and some yeah. of the ones that are in the hall of fame are still professional poker players they still come out and play magic every once in a while sometimes um but they uh yeah they they, they got into the game because it's you know so i said i said to my boy jay i was like yo we should learn how to play. He's like, yeah, let's do a draft. And I was like, oh my God, that's what my yeah, dude does. That's my favorite. He drafts. That's my favorite is the draft. Yeah. 
Y'all should Yeah, he was like, yeah, he was like, dude, man, that shit when you were a kid, that shit was expensive as hell. Yeah. He's like, now as an adult, like adult money ain't ain't different. You know, he's like, you could you could probably drive it. It's not nearly as expensive like as it bucks. felt when you were yeah. 15 years yeah. old, but um like 15 bucks which is a lot of money well i told him i said well we'll learn and then we'll drive down to wilmington yeah. and we'll go fucking we'll go draft at the at the at the game store at the store that's right y'all come on down we'll go well, draft. let me ask you in front of everybody okay what happens when i come down there next fall yeah and i show up at your store yeah that you draft at in front of all your friends trey included and I fucking destroy you in magic. I mean, I would like nothing better than that, to be honest. Because I'd be like, you actually put in the time and effort to try to, to try to fuck me up. Uh, in a, <laughs> something that, like, I would, I would be impressed. I'm not impressed. I'm never. Imp- we know this. I don't even get impressed. I, ca- I come down and I'm all atrophied and stuff. Like I don't. I'm not as big as I'm. I weigh like 150 pounds because I yeah. haven't done anything but play, play magic for a year. Magic online stuff, and I'm like, oh man, I think he's been. Tra- I think he's been practicing. I think man, he's he been looks practicing. Sick. He's looking bad. Is this he, is looking like a magic player. He, he's looking like a magic player. Yeah. Is he on oxys? He looks terrible. Yeah. He's yeah, gonna, you have to, he's gonna yeah. he's gonna play the right deck. Oh man, I'd be I'd be nervous. Uh, yeah. No, I I I I welcome the competition. Come on down, bring bring your boy down. Let's let's. Bat, well, I probably let's would. I probably would come down with him if the Serpentarium was still open. Yeah. But last time you and I saw each other, all you did was talk shit about Wilmington, so you didn't really make it too well, exciting I, for me to come back. What is there for me to like celebrate now that the Serpentarium's gone? Like nothing. Like, that was it. Who was it? Matt yeah. just said. Was it Matt that sent us a message about the Serpentarium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, people get curious about that uh, for sure. It is a fascinating thing. For those of you oh, who don't know, was, we're talking he was about watching uh, Nate Bergazzi. Uh, Nate Bergazzi. Yeah, yeah, Nate Bergazzi famously does a, a bit about the the Wilmington, North Carolina Serpentarium. It's really funny. He does a follow up bit too. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that is that used to exist here in town, and it was actually a cool place to take people, but. Yeah, no, it's all over. Yep. Well, so what's up, man? What's the hype? What's the hype? Uh, so last time we recorded, uh, my hype still out was that I was going to these magic RCQs, which are to qualify for not the pro tour, but the thing that's like. So the pro tour is like more exclusive than it used to be, and then the thing below the pro tour is more exclusive than it used to be. So it's the thing below the pro tour is a little bit better than it used to be, and the pro tour is a little bit better than it used to be. And I've always wanted to make the Pro Tour. So the thing is, you have to make this regional championship if you want to make the Pro Tour. So, But it's a lot bigger deal to make this regional championship now than it was in the previous system because it was a little bit easier to, and it was not It was like a smaller thing that you qualified for. So we've, I said in the last podcast, we've been going to these events to uh, try to qualify. And, uh, you know, and I was on the podcast last time. I was like, we're going to one this weekend, and I hope I do well. And... Uh, lo and behold, I won the whole fucking thing. So I qualified. <laughs> yeah, it was like just poetic. Um, I won the whole thing, qualified for the regional championship, which was my goal, you know. And, uh, you know, I've always wanted to qualify for the Pro Tour, and this is as close as I've ever gotten to it. And uh, if I do well at the regional championship, I could qualify for the Pro Tour. Um, but e- even so, just the regional championship is the prize pool is really, like, it's a, it's a really big prize pool. Um so, um, 
yeah, anyway, I, I went to the event, did not, you know, I, you, know, you always expect to win. You want to win, but I, I don't ever go in going like, well, I'm definitely going to win today. You know, I'm just like, I got to win each round, you know, and made the top four and, and, and won, made, made the finals. I had to beat, beat my friend David, which I was kind of bummed about. Um, my, my buddy Cavi, like his breakers were really bad. So he just scooped me into the top four. So he just conceded to me to, to get me into the top four. Which is the thing you do in Magic, like you, you you look at people's breakers, tiebreakers, and stuff. And if your teammate is like doing better than you, a lot of times you you'll concede to them so that they can make it, you know. So I made the top four, and I beat my friend David in the top four, uh, who had beaten me earlier in the tournament, um, and I beat him. And then I made the final and beat beat the shit out of the guy that I played in the final. And uh, yeah, the text I got was spiked the regional championship qualifier spike spiked is a magic term where like you got to spike the tournament tournament if you spike a tournament that means you win it and you usually get some kind of like qualification out of it um Mm. so it's like a it's it's, i just assumed you were like meaning that you spike the ball i mean that's kind of where it comes from i mean yeah there's there's a term in magic called a spike if you're a spike then you're like a competitive player if you're a timmy you're a you're a more of a casual player you're more okay. playing for fun or whatever, but it, it kind of all. What comes if you're a furry? That. If you're a furry, you're just a furry. You're just if you're okay. a furry, you're just not welcome. So, <laughs> um, no, but wow. uh, I was stoked. No, that's not true. You, everyone's welcome to play Magic. Um, I was stoked to win. I mean, it was it was a smaller one, so it wasn't you know, it wasn't a it, well, I didn't beat like a hundred people or anything, but uh, but I'm still like. Oh, uh, it turns out there were six. There was eleven people at it, so yeah. But <laughs> I fucked it. I fucking Who got cares? there. I got it. Doesn't you matter. It. My boy that just won the hundred eighty-seven person tournament, he won mm-hmm. it. There was one qualification for that tournament, like one one Q ticket, and he got it. You know, the you had to win it. So he beat one hundred eighty-seven people. I beat ten other people. The qualification is the same. Counts the same. Gets us into the same tournament. So my buddy Cavi was talking shit. He was like, "Yeah, but your thing was 11. I was like, "Still, still counts the same as that one." Had to do a lot less work. Are we going to the same so tournament? We're going to brother. the same. We qualify for the same thing. You know what? You ain't qualified. So maybe you should try to find some eleven person ones. Maybe you can qualify. <laughs> um, it's funny because Cavi's the one who usually Cavi's been to the Pro Tour before several times and like is like the top player in like our region and stuff. So usually he's the one who qualifies first, and the rest of us are trying to do it. And now four of us have qualified, and he hadn't made it yet. But um, I'm sure he's gonna get there. But I was stoked, man. I was like really like I mean. Uh, I, you know, the times I've had a lot of close, I've had a lot of times where I was real close to winning, you know, to either get into the top eight of a big tournament or to win the big tournament. And then I have a heartbreak around to just lose, you know? Um, so I'm, I, I'm used to like, I've tempered my expectations. And I think that's maybe why I did well. Cause I was just like, you know, usually I lose these things. So in this spot, so. I'm just gonna just enjoy it and play magic, and that's what I did, and and won it. But I was stoked. I was so. I mean, you know this from when you win some. I mean, you're a competitive person. You've won some things recently in the past few years, some impressive, sure. you know, things. And like, you get that high. You're like, I did that, and damn. And I was like, just like I'm still like it. I'm like, man, this is this is awesome. I won that thing that I I I met the goal. You don't often yeah. you set goals, and a lot of times you get close, but you don't meet the goal. You know, and the 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 thing is, you you keep working towards it. Well, to meet the goal, 
and then be like the adrenaline rush of like, I did it. And we had to drive home an hour and a half to get home and stuff. And then, you know, we went to eat and I came home and I was, I was like ill sick to my stomach when I got home because the adrenaline had just, you know, caps. It had just been like blah. And I was like, man, I feel like I'm going to vomit. Like, but I'm happy, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I was stoked. And I, it's, I mean, I'm really proud of it and I'm excited to go. It's the event is in Atlanta in November and it's uh it's at dream hack, which is a huge, uh, it started out as like a land party t- tournament thing. So they do all the like esports stuff there and everything, but magic, the magic, the regional qualifier, the regional championship for all of America is in DreamHack in Atlanta. There's qualify there's uh championships in all the regions and countries like Canada has one and the people that qualify from there go to the pro tour. So the people that pro tour will be from all over the world. Um it's you have to finish top 32 and then there'll probably be like 400 or 500 people in this tournament that I qualified for. So um yeah, so you have to. I mean, it's 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 a it's going to be a challenge, but the there's a really good prize pool. So even if you don't win, there's a good chance you can win some money, and uh, it's cool and it's fun to just play Magic for like high stakes. So yeah, um, yeah. So I was stoked on that, and like yeah. So finally, I got to follow up on a hype still out and be like, yeah, that was hype. So it was a uh, it was perfect. I thought I was gonna have to play in like. It was one of those things where I was like, oh, I got probably got about 10 chances to play in these things. And I hopefully by the end of the 10th one, I'll, I'll make it. And I, the second, you know, this was the third one I played in and, uh, and got there. So are you going to keep playing in more? You can't. So oh, okay. that was also one of the, the bummers of it. Like, obviously I'm excited to have won, but like I was, I had all set up these next couple like weeks of like i'm gonna play in these tournaments and, and it's fun to travel to the tournaments with my friends and stuff and now it's like well i can't compete in them anymore once you qualify for one and, and other regions are different but our region in america if you if you win an rcq invite you can't play again because they don't want you like uh blocking other Taking people away. and stuff yeah um it just makes it awkward and then that makes it like you get in situations where like you can prize split in the top of an event and so um you get in a situation where people were like colluding because like, I don't need the invite, but I'll stop you from getting it, but you can give me money if I blah, 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 blah. So it cuts down on all that shit. So yeah, I can't, I could compete in the thing this weekend that we play it in because it's called a destination event. Cause it's not just about, they did give away a qualifier, but like it's more of like a big thing that a lot of people compete in and not just, it's not just a RCQ. So, yeah. but I can't play in a regular RCQ till next season till next year. So, um, but I might go to a couple with my friends just to like be a good teammate and help them scout out the. You walk around and see what else everybody else is playing, and then we oh you're playing so so he's playing Living End, you'd be ready for it, man. Like, you know. But, and I played this weekend in the Baltimore team event, and like we didn't make day two, but our team was like really in it, and I went four and two in the event. Like my record personally was four and two in it. Which was pretty good. I mean, I felt pretty good about it. Um, we just didn't get there. But then in the uh, individual event, I went three and zero, and then the wheels fell off. And you know, I went. I finished five and three overall, but I needed to finish seven and one to make the top eight. So, but it was cool to see my 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 buddy win. He got you know the invite and stuff, and he was stoked. So, oh sweet man, that yeah. sounds that is hype. That's my hype, man. I was, I'm hyped about it. So. I don't get excited so about the, a lot of things, but anymore. I'm at the gym today. I'm playing. I'm actually. I'm playing Daft Punk's 1997 release, Homework. Yeah, you famously, you're a huge Daft Punk fan. I'm a. I'm a moderate 
fan. I I like them. So but. we, I tell the people there's about six people downstairs and there's another four or five people upstairs. I'm friends with somebody that's upstairs. She usually kind of gives me a hard time about the music that I choose. She yeah. critiques me a lot. It's my friend Bianca, and um, and she had texted, uh, "What is this?" I was like, "Oh, I can change it, you know, if you want." And she was like, "No, I like it, whatever." So she's texting me while she's working out upstairs, yeah. and um. There's a, the, I tell the story of how, like, when I was in seventh grade, all I listened to was punk rock. It was yeah. just punk. And, um, and I went to the CD store and I bought, I bought homework kind of on accident. Kind of, you're like, like, that's oh, a this. punk album. It says Daft Punk on it right there. It's labeled that. Labeled. It could have been, yep. it could have yeah. been that. And I came home and I listened to it straight through in my room, in my bedroom on my little CD player in my bedroom and I was blown away yeah. and I listened to it two more times without even leaving my room doing nothing. I was, my mind was blown at how different music sounded because mm -hmm. of these guys. And I was like, all it was like, honestly, it was like my, my horizons were expanded immediately because of this. And so the album holds a special place in my heart. And then we got into talking like, what are some good songs somehow? And somebody said, well, you know what song is a banger? And, I, and everybody turned to her and said, what is it? Now, this is a woman that's like 24 years old, right? Okay. So she's kind of like, she has a playlist that we'll put on sometimes at the gym because she's like mm -hmm. discovering new music and she's vocal about it. And we like that conversation, right? She said, kiss from a rose on a grave. I like, I like, and, I like this person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's everybody kind of nodded and was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And then, um, and then I was talking about the polyphonic spree and, and how I bought an electric light orchestra album thinking that yeah. it was a polyphonic spree album. And, um, and I put a polyphonic spree song in the queue yeah. and then I went to the bathroom and when I came out, she had queued up kiss from a rose. Yeah. And when it came on, there were seven people singing it. Yeah, it's a fucking banger, right? I mean, it and is then like, I got I, I got a text it, from Bianca like, upstairs. Yeah. I got a text from Bianca upstairs that said all caps, "Turn this shit up." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a party right there. Instant party starter. Uh, ba, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Man, it's it, <laughs> that harmony, just that fucking man. Yeah, so the song so is a banger. It was, it was, it was a good amazing because I was like, that's I was a, that's like, a, man, my boy. My did you boy tell him? You were like, were you like, did you tell him? I said, like, I said, yeah, I got a shitty podcast. I record sometimes. <laughs> and every episode, we reference that song at it's least It's a big once. part of the, the, the mythology of, of IOLTOS. Is the lore. The lore, the lore yeah, of IOLTOS. lore. Like, yeah. That song is a banger. It is really a banger. I defy you to put that song on and not have people like get hyped about it, you know? Hey man, that's my hype, dude. I was yeah. at the gym today. I was at work today listening to Seal. Mm-hmm. Makes me want to go watch the video. You know, it's the bat it was from the Batman uh yeah. the Batman Forever. And he's in front of the bat symbol, just like and he's got the leather like trench coat on and it's flying in the wind and he's just like a bat <laughs> so good. Uh, oh man what's your not the hype uh so i got the hype so nothing good can happen to me without about five bad things happening right so i was like right. when i won the rcq i was like all right what's gonna happen 
Uh, so I get home from the RCQ. You know, I said I was feeling kind of stomach sick or whatever. And that night, my my throat starts getting a little sore. And then the next day, my throat's real sore. And I'm like, oh boy, uh, I guess I should take a COVID test. And you know, I have famously dodged COVID for this whole time. What, almost three years now? Mm-hmm. Did not gotten it. Everyone else has gotten it. My wife has gotten it. I did not get it when she got it. Everything. I'm starting to think. You know. Maybe I'm just maybe I can't get this thing. Maybe I'm <laughs> maybe I'm the chosen one. You know, it's a thought I often have anyway. But like these sort of situations mm-hmm. are like maybe I'm Neo. You know, maybe I'm the one. Well, not to be the you know the universe looked down and said, yeah, we're gonna let you win this RCQ, but you're gonna get COVID. So I uh, I got COVID. I was positive. It's been almost like three weeks now. Um, I still feel like dog shit. Um, it was not fun. I was like, damn, I mean, this is like, supposedly now is the milder version of it than like when you had it. Yeah. And I think it wasn't too bad for you, right? So you got lucky and didn't didn't have it too bad, but. Um, you can call it luck. Yeah. Oh, strong. Can, yeah, it could be your, you know. your, your genes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's probably my immune system. I'm yeah. Just, I'm well, I mean, you did like, get whatever. it. You did get it like a year and a half before me. So I'll just say that. Um almost two years before me so whose immune system is better we who could know um but it, it i was like Finally, you left the house three times this this year <laughs> yeah well you know it's part of building my immune system up um i i uh man the first night i was swe- i was like didn't realize i could sweat that much i was like i think that this is not normal to sweat this much um and uh you know had the chills and all that shit and then like man it has just been i it was one of those it's the thing where i was like okay this is the less bad version of this holy shit i'm glad i didn't have the bad version because i'd be really scared like there was a point where i was kind of scared i was like kind of getting the chest congestion and feel like i was drowning you know i was like shit man i i'm glad i didn't get the version where people were like thinking about going to the hospital and shit because who was bad the the exhaustion has been the worst part of it I'm just, I'm still just exhausted. I'm a tired person anyway. I'm always tired, but this is the next level of like, I'll be up doing something for a little while and I'm like, I feel better today. And then I'm like, oh God, I got to lay down. Like, I actually, like, it's fatigue. It's actual fatigue. So, um, so that happened. That was, that was a bummer, but I'm getting better. Um, it's actually good to have gotten it now, I guess, because I'm just, I'm going to, to England in, in September to run the world championships. And yeah. it's nice that I don't probably don't have to worry about getting it again within this time period. I'm gonna be careful, but like I don't I don't know how it works, but I think I'm hopefully It'd probably fine. Resilient. When it, where, where is the world championships? In Bued, England. So uh southern southern England. Um Wow. Yeah. And uh I'm gonna be the contest director. So I'll be over there for a while. Um so yeah, I mean it would have sucked to have gotten it right before I went or like during the event because it would have just I would have had to you know, they would they wouldn't have me there to help them run the event. So, um, so that sucked. And then my, my cat got sick. The, the, as soon as I got home from the tournament, Veruca, my sixteen year old cat, who is my baby, really. She, I, her brother passed away a few years ago. He never needed me to take care of him. He was kind of independent. But she's like, I have. To, she relies on me. You know, she's like the the cat that I'm connected to the most. Yeah. She's my baby. She's I've had her since 2006, you know. Um and I I know that I don't have a lot more time with her. 
but still, I'm like, please not right now. And uh, give me a little more time. Uh, not ready to say mm-hmm. goodbye and everything. And like, she was not eating, being kind of like loopy and shit. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is it. And uh, so worried. And we got her to the vet and everything. And the vet, um, they did the test. And they're like, we hope it's not her kidneys. And I'm like, yeah. Cause that's like kind of the end if it's their kidneys and um, came back and it was a, it was an infection and she got antibiotics and now she's doing better. So um, that was like a hype still out. That's uh it was, it turned out to be hype that she's better. She completely made a, she started eating again and she's completely like, I mean, I don't know she could get sick again in a month and, and that'd be it, but like right. she's better. So I was, I was, I was really on top of having COVID. I was like, God, this is so horrible. I'm gonna have to say goodbye to my cat while I while I have COVID, and uh, thankfully Ricky's <clears throat> Ricky's doing all right. So, yeah, that was it. So, what you got? Any you need not the hype? Well, it's like not the hype. Hype's still out. Okay, a little hybrid. I had to. I got a letter two months ago that said, you know, you're on the list for jury duty. Uh-oh. You need to fill out this uh, form online. Yeah, it's like quiz. You know, to see whether or not you're eligible or something like that. Yeah. This doesn't mean that you're going to get jury duty. It just means that you have to you have to fill this form out, you know, as a part of the process. And yeah. I just checked my mail today right before I opened the computer to do this podcast with you. And I had a letter in the mail that said, you've been selected. Oh, congratulations. You're going to get to do your civic duty. May yeah. or what? What? No, next month. September 13th. Yeah. Through September 25th. That's like the. The range, I and, guess. So. And you don't know what kind of cases it could be or whatever. It's like I have no idea. Yeah. Oh well, are you excited? Are you are you excited at the potential of like if you were going to be on a murder case, would you be excited about that? I would not be excited about being on a murder case. I'd be real excited on being like some sort of like like tort case where like somebody's suing somebody else. Yeah. That sounds a lot okay. more fun. Were you, were, it's not nearly as you can kind of be petty yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. Can't really be petty exactly. in the murder of it. The murder one would be yeah. interesting, but uh, I don't want that responsibility. Um, I don't want to get but, interviewed 10 years yeah, from now, be like, yeah, you know, as juror number four yeah, about the yeah. wrongful conviction. You don't want to have this, to be that know? person in the dark silhouette thing. That's like, mm-hmm. yeah. And they can kind of yeah, I mean, who you we'll are. We'll see. There is a, I mean, I don't even know if it's state or federal, to be honest. I haven't even really paid attention, but. You know what you can do if you want to get out of it? You, I'm sure there's a lot of things. No, but the, the best thing, this is, this is high, good advice. Show up dressed as a judge. <laughs> judge, you know, like how, how Tim used to do at camp with the uh, gold rush with the yeah. big, with the big wig, the big powdered yeah. wig. Show up dressed as a judge with the gavel. Going, uh, I'm ready for it. Uh, put me in, coach. Guilty. Guilty. I'll, the, I'll oh, be the judge. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> what? This is how I dress all the time. It's fine. So my friends always call me asking me for advice. <laughs> I'm ready to offer it to you guys, too. Yeah. Uh, I should call Papa up and say, hey, Papa, when you go to a trial, how do you select your jury? <laughs> Ask him if he would pick the guy that was in the powdered wig. I, I think he might. Spins on the case, I guess, but... Yeah, you can get out of it. They'll, they'll. Uh, I'm not saying I know from experience, but they they tell you to go home. They're like, you can, you can go. <laughs> you can go. <laughs> we we see right through you, yeah, sir. Yeah, I'm just imagine yeah. me standing there looking real sad. 
holding a gavel with the powdered wig, and I'm like, all right, well, I've, I wanted to do my duty, so I guess I'll go home. That's, the last time I had jury duty, I had the flu, the actual flu. Um, and I called them was like, hey, yo, I got the flu. Um, this shows you how public health has changed a little bit in the time of COVID. I was like, I have the flu. They're like, you come on down anyway. Really? All right, I'm coming down. So I came down, and I'm like deathly looking just awful, sweating and shit, and I go up to the- Like you look right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm COVID recovered. I've got long COVID. Um, I go up to the person, the clerk or whatever, and I'm like, I got the flu. And she's like, all right, well, that's not enough. And she looks at me, and she goes, oh, uh, yeah, you can go home. I was like, all right, thanks. Like, I looked so bad, and I just went home. So. Yeah, it's funny. The last time I got called for jury duty, I was- a little bit more excited about the idea of it than yeah. I am now. Um, and, uh, and I was like, all right, let's go. And then they scheduled my date and that was when I was going to be out of town. Yeah. And I called him up. I was like, look, y'all, I'm actually, I'm like the, one of the three people that you've probably touched base with this year that was actually looking forward to this. Yeah. But I, I got to be out of town for a work trip, yeah. you know? And they're like, all right, we'll throw you back in the hopper next time. I was yeah. like, that's that easy? They're like, yeah, well, you know, it's all right. Yeah, every okay. time I've had it, it's been a super inconvenient time. But I don't know if that would just always, if it would always be inconvenient. But I'm not opposed to doing it. I'd do it. I don't care. You of know? course you would do it. Yeah. I put up that <laughs> I put up that I had the flu when I had, I put up that I had the flu and I was having to go to jury duty and my, Oh no! I put up that I was not looking. For, I, no, I put up the joke about wearing the judge's outfit to jury duty to get out of it. And my friend's mom, who's super conservative, got on the post and was like, "How dare you not do your civic duty to people and blah blah." I was like, "I have the flu, all right. So fuck off." You know, keep sending me fucking <laughs> Republican memes, lady. That's funny that like. Oh, well, whatever. I'm not going to go any further. With no, that. go ahead. I'm not gonna Let's make this political. Go ahead. <laughs> just, I just feel like a lot of those people that, you know, now they're against the FBI. You oh, know right. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, her, views on, like, her views oh, on Jury like, might have changed. You know, like, yeah. you don't fucking yeah. believe in the, you know, legislative branch. Get fucked. Fuck yeah. you. Fascist. It's hard. Yeah. I guess I'm on one today. Wow. Look at I didn't know that we were going to. Yeah. (laughs) Mar a Lago. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what's your hype still out? Uh, just a magic tournament. Uh, we gotta, gotta do some practicing for it and see if we get there. Practice. Um, Practice. They talking about practice. I'm just going to talk about practice. Uh, you know, it's something to look forward to. Um, and hype still out with going to England, this event, like it's, you know, it's a month away and I'm, you know, a little nervous about, I'm going to be gone for a while and, uh, you know, but whatever. When do you leave? The 20th of September. And, uh, get back. Okay, like, that's like the end of the month. Yeah. I get back like the 20th of October. So. Um, wow, yeah. you can miss you can miss my birthday for that shit. Huh? Well, I, I mean, you, you, your birthday will still happen over there. I'll just celebrate no, right over think, there. I, no, it's a different I, country. They I don't, don't have them. They, in, they don't have it in England. No, your birthday in England. Well, you know, I don't know if you know this, but I lived there. For you, three years. you did. I'm. I'm. I, kudos to you for not bringing it up so far. I tried to just like <laughs> leave it out and say, yeah, oh, oh, little crumbs to try to get you to just brag about it you know 
We get it. You lived in England. You know, look, man, I'm a man of culture. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm, you showed back yeah. up and had that little light English accent, and it's I call them, I call them biscuits. Hello, governor. Yeah, yeah, you call them biscuits. Call them biscuits. Yeah, they call I, them crisps over there. They call them crisps, not chips. They're chips or fries. It's what we call fries. That's that's chips. These are these don't get me started crisps. on pants. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh man alright well uh, what you been consuming let's move into consuming yeah yeah we get uh, I watched the Clint Eastwood movie Unforgiven the revisionist western from the uh, first time ever no 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 it's the first time in like 10 years I've been on a mm-hmm. western kick since watching uh, Tombstone or whatever so I was like I remember mm-hmm. Unforgiven being good it was picture of the year that it won the picture of the year at the Oscars um, yeah and Damn, that movie is really good. It's really interesting how anti-Western it is. It is the Western that completely deconstructs the Western myth. It's uh, it's like a impressive that somebody like Clint Eastwood, whose whole identity is wrapped up in Westerns, was willing to sort of take apart his own mythos for that movie. And he directed it, too. And uh, Gene Hackman's awesome in it. The acting's awesome in it. Morgan Freeman's awesome in it. Um, and, and Clint Eastwood's great in it. It's just really great. It's on HBO Max if you want to check it out you haven't seen it before or whatever i i watched it when i was like an adult mm-hmm. for the first time ever because I, I never really got into westerns growing up yeah you know and then and i watched it because i was like oh yeah that's right this this movie won a lot mm-hmm. of academy awards it did yeah like, you know and i watched it but i didn't have enough of an understanding of the genre or the tropes to under to like know what was happening in the movie mm-hmm. as as far as like the what you just referenced about deconstructing the myth and everything. So I just kind of watched it as a movie without really much experience or really any kind of warmth toward westerns at all. And I was like, all right, whatever. Like so it didn't really have a big impact on me or anything like that. But because you're on a western kick, I have a recommendation. Okay. And maybe you've already seen it. Um, it's a mini series on Netflix called Godless. Godless? No, I haven't. I haven't even heard of it. I'm gonna write it in the notes. I will. I, I if if you only take one recommendation from me for this okay. podcast or whatever, I I think you'll love it. What I loved about it was the pace um, and the space that this show had so there is a story obviously mm-hmm. but half as much of the story is just about watching people exist in, the in this space yeah. in this time and yeah it's a turn of the century you know kind of western yeah. rural. you know it's 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 good i I remember when I watched it the first time, I was like, I cannot wait to watch this again. It is mm. so beautiful. How many episodes is and it? There's a lot of there's a lot of just like there's a lot of footage of a guy just working with horses. Yeah. I like and the whole like setting and the like ambiance of the western. Like I I'm into that. I'll check it out. It's like yeah, a, it's a limited series a then. Yeah, the 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 female protagonist is the woman from Walking Dead who I think was married to Shane in the beginning. I can't remember um, who she was in The Walking Dead, but she's that brunette with like that really chiseled jawline yeah. and cheekbones. And, she played Lori. Um, yeah. She played Rick's husband. I mean, Rick's wife. Yeah, though. that's right. Yeah. Rick's wife. Yeah. And um, and uh, there's like two more principals 
but it's it's good, man. I really, if you're in that Western headspace, yeah, check it out because it's prestige level filming and mm-hmm. acting and writing, and it's real deliberate with its pace. So I'll check it out. It sounds cool. I, I okay. I'm on a Western kick, so um, that's cool. Uh, I watched the Predator prequel, Prey. Um, I started it. Yeah. Uh. I don't know if you're enjoying it or not, but like I I think you should finish it. Um. Yeah, I plan on finishing it. I just like I started it too late in the day. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not gonna give this what it, it deserves. Yeah. I really only watched it, started it because everybody that's watched. Sorry to step on your toes. No, no, no good. You, but step I was like, it, yeah. This is kind of receiving generally universal praise, not high praise, but just like, yeah, this yeah, is fun. It's, it's a good movie to watch, yeah. you know, whatever. And, I, um, I was, I, yeah, go ahead. go ahead. Before, before I watched it, I pulled up on YouTube, like history of predator, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of like what we know about the predator. And it was this guy on YouTube talking for like 20 minutes yeah, about every yeah, single yeah. movie. And yeah. I was like, by the time I was done with that, I was like, all right. That was 20 minutes of my time. Uh, yeah, now so you I'm watching this So I basically watched an hour's worth of Predator stuff. Yeah. It's good. I, I didn't expect much. I was like, this is probably going to be disappointing because it's like, I feel like, I mean, I, I don't know. But it, it, I, it Dan Trachtenberg did it. Who used to, I used to, back when we were like early on in our podcast listening days, he had a thing called the Totally Rad Show. Um, yeah. and I listened to him on that and he wasn't a director or anything back then. He just did this totally rad show and I don't know what else he did. I think he was a production assistant or something. And now he's like directing things. He, d- he directed the, the pilot episode of the boys and, uh, he's a, he's clearly a true nerd that really loves the material. So it comes out in the, in the thing and the, the lead actress is great in it. Um, obviously it's set in the 1700s. So it's like a, it's, it's like, what if the predator came to our earth in an earlier time period? And it's back to like the basics of what made the first movie great. It's just people against this thing. It's not complicated. Yeah. We don't have a whole like all these other subplots and stuff. There's some great, some ridiculous fight scenes, but that's what you want out of something like this. And uh, just a cool, cool setting. Um, and uh, yeah, it was re- really interesting. A, a, a nice surprise. I'm not going to say it's the best movie of the year, but it was a fantastic little adventure and uh fun movie and uh yeah i recommend and that's it. on hulu right it's on hulu yeah i think it's on disney yeah. plus as well but um it's definitely on hulu well credit to you base well not credit to you necessarily but i do want you to know based on your recommendation i went and watched the first episode of the boys oh how'd you like that um i liked it i assume that i will watch it there's not a lot of uh, what's his name? Home, home Homestar Lander. Runner? Homelander. Yeah, Homestar Runner. <laughs> Homelander. There's not a lot of him in that first episode, which yeah. is perfect. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, you know, we we build him and build he him. He builds and builds and builds. And, builds and, builds. and man, yeah, season, exactly. I think this was season three this season. Uh, man, it really pays off with him. Like, it, it, the show just gets better and better. Um, I'm not going to say it's the greatest thing on TV. There's going to be times where you're like, eh. But, like, overall, the overarching plot is worth it, I think. Um, and it's it's interesting. Very well acted. Uh, great. Acting yeah. Well, that's why I'm watching it. So speaking of Meg I'll, Ryan, that's Meg Ryan's kid in that movie. So that I mean, really, that Starlight or whatever. No, Huey. Which one's he, he? Huey's the main derpy nerd dude. That. Oh really? That's him. That's uh, Dennis Quaid and uh, and Meg Ryan's kid. Yes. Wow. Mind blowing, right? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. God. 
Yeah, that makes me feel old. Yeah, for sure. He's really good in it too. That's cool. You watched it. I think it's one you can take your time with too. You don't have to watch it all in one sitting or anything. You can you can kind of yeah. watch a little bit here and there. That's cool. Um, I also watched. We've watched season two of Reservation Dogs, which is great still. Um, and uh, watched some of the Sandman. We're watching that. It's been good so far. I don't have a huge connection to the source material, but I know it's. I mean, it's awesome stuff. Um, so there's that. And then uh, today, matter of fact, today this morning, I've been listening to the shins for the first time in forever i don't know last time you listened to the shins but i, was listening. Uh, I listened to them last weekend because my yeah. friends Britt and bianca are going to their they're doing a 20-year anniversary tour of O inverted world yeah 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 and so yeah. i was like man i ain't listening to that for i will put that on that's why i listened to it because i saw friends posted pictures of them going to the concert i don't know where it was but i was like oh the shins are touring again um and uh, listen to some of the hits, and then I also listened to most of Wincing the Night Away, which is a, a very underrated album, I think. And uh, that album came out one summer when we were at camp, and we listened to it a lot. And it makes yeah, me think did. of the good things from that time period. Um, yeah. And so uh, it's really good. So highly recommend going Wait. back and checking some of that out. Yep. Uh, well, I'll you? say this quickly because yeah. um, we're we're yeah, you got to wrap it up. Uh, since you and I spoke last, I've seen Goose in concert four more times. <laughs> You're just you have a problem at this point. I'm a little worried now, that it's too much. No, I have a solution. It's too much Goose. Yeah. The answer it's is more too goose. Much goose. Did you go with all the guys again? Yeah, I met them down in. Uh, they were, there was a show. So this is a, a wild story. Like I back in January <laughs> when they were, um, I had uh, purchased the. Um, like at home live yeah, viewing yeah. pass for their winter tour closer, which was uh, in Philadelphia. It was two nights in Philadelphia. So the second night in Philadelphia, the Stephen Hyden article had just come out, which is like goose is the next big band or whatever. Like the right, the, the fastest rising jam band in the country or something like that. I think he said they're the greatest jam band in the country right now. Or something. Yeah. It was a big article that got a lot of press. Yeah. And I'm reading that article and I'm watching them at home and I'm like, they're never going to play a small room again. Yeah. And I need to go to as many shows as I can in this next year because they, every single show that they play is better than the one before. They're yeah. just getting so much better so fast. And so I was kind of caught up in the, in the excitement of it. And I, I looked at my calendar and I looked at their tour dates and I saw that they were playing at Meriwether Post Pavilion, um, which wasn't actually the Meriwether Post Pavilion. It was on the same property as the Crisala stage. It's a new stage that the 930 Club built on the other side of Meriwether. Mm -hmm. It's on the same campus. And I bought two tickets. And, um, and I was like, I'll figure it out later. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I just want to secure these tickets because they were, they were face value. Yeah, they were yeah, cheap. Yeah. They were 50 bucks, yeah. you know? And, um, and then as I saw my calendar stacking up for the summer, I knew that I was going to be going to Colorado to watch them at Red Rocks. Mm -hmm. This was finally the band that was going to get me to go to Red Rocks. Yeah. So when when the Red Rocks tickets, they actually opened back. They sold out right away, and then they caught some scammers, so they deleted those tickets. They yeah. resold some tickets for face value. I got the tickets. All right, fine. That means I can't go. Yeah. To, to Meriwether, yeah. right? Like, I can't just, I can't do that. Yeah. And so I texted Delaney, and I said, hey, man, you can have these two tickets. 
do with them whatever you want. If you can use them, great. I don't need them. I need I need to like stay home and yeah. you know just not be as crazy as this. And um, he was like, okay, sure, whatever. And this was like February. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I forgot about it. Yeah. And then he texted me, I don't know, a month ago, and um, he was like, hey, I'm gonna go. He said, I'm going to go by myself. I'm going solo. And I was like, I got a little nudge, you yeah. know? And I was like, I think I can make it work. I could go at least Saturday, yeah. you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, and then I was like, well, if I'm going to go Saturday, I may as well go Friday because I could work on Friday and then still make it down there yeah. just in time for the doors. Not the band. The do- Oh, uh, <laughs> come on, maybe light my fire. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so I text her. I was like, look, I'll take that other ticket. I'll go with you. You know, like, it'll Sick. be the two That's of us, hype. whatever. Yeah. We'll just meet down there. We'll go yeah. to this concert. Because, like, those other dudes, they, like, like them well enough, I guess. You know, maybe a little <laughs> bit half in, half out. Yeah, but, right. You know, if I'm going to go with Delaney, like, I know, yeah. like, He's we're both going to be yeah. just, yeah. we're just nodding the whole night, you know? Yeah. And then I was like, well, if I'm going to, I was like, may as well let these other dudes know. Yeah. You know? Just may as well let them know. And uh, I was like, ain't no way they're coming. Lo and behold, they all cashed in whatever brownie points they wow, had. that's and awesome. Fucking met there and went to those shows. I went back to Providence, worked Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then flew out to Colorado Wednesday. Saw Goose again Wednesday night and Thursday night, and then flew back on Friday. Damn. I saw the picture that they, some of them had posted the picture, and I was like, is this from when they went a long time ago? I was like, those bastards went again. They didn't invite me again. So, well, yeah, look, like, man. I don't know. Well, I just had some. It, I couldn't you, have gone what? anyway. I couldn't have gone, but I was. I, where were? Where, oh, were you? You were coveted up. I was coveted. Yeah, it's a good thing I wasn't playing. I got, I'd have been real bummed then. But uh, well, I think I think we're gonna try to make a push to go see him in Denver on December seventeenth. Well, maybe I can make that work. I don't know. Goosemas. Be fun. I, I'm. I'm. This is how open I am. I'm. I'm willing to go to a goose show. You know, like I. I don't hate them as a jam band. They're so, so good. Man. I would go. They came here to Wilmington, and I'm really bummed. I I did. It was one of those things where the day of, I was like, "They're here." This happens with yeah. this new amphitheater we have all the time. I'm like, "Holy shit, they're right. here!" And so I saw friends were going. I was like, "Damn, if I'd have known about that ahead of time, I would have actually gone to that." Um, because I well, I look, I you know their 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 upcoming tour, whatever you want to call it, fall tour. Yeah, I can't really make. You know, any of the southern dates? Because I already looked at it, and I was like, I can't do any of the southern dates. They're playing... This is ridiculous. You're going to love this. The Trey Anastasio Band, (laughs) which is not Fish, right? But just the Trey Anastasio Band. They're doing a co-headlining tour through New England and over into Pennsylvania. And I got tickets to go to Lowell, Massachusetts, and Mohegan Sun, and that's in November. Wow. And so, like, I Red Rocks was my last tour stop for this tour. Yeah. And, then, and then in between their fall tour, like winter tour, whatever, they're doing the stuff with the with Tab. Yeah. And I'm going to, like, I don't really know the Tranasasio band. I don't particularly yeah. want to do the homework of getting to know this band either. But it's, like, one Goose set, one Trey set. And... Obviously, Trey will sit in with Goose and Rick and Peter will probably sit in with Trey and yeah. and that'll be neat. It'll be cool, you know. But dude, I have I'm gonna tell I have strangers from the internet that are gonna be staying with me <laughs> wow. during that time. I've I've made Goose friends yeah. on the internet, yeah. And uh, we'll see that maybe that's hype still out, you know. 
Yeah. But look, that's um, yeah, you gotta you gotta go. So I gotta go. We gotta wrap this thing up. Um, that's some hype though. That's that's that's, that's exciting. Um, there's cool. a uh, if you go to YouTube and type in Goose the Band, yeah, they just played in L.A. last night, <clears throat> and Lucius, which is this duet of women singers, they yeah. came out and they sang on the crowd favorite "Slow Ready," and that video of that song has just been uploaded to youtube today um i recommend going and putting it on it's a good version check it out i'm writing it down all right cool uh you can find us for you godless uh, yeah godless i've got it written down i'm gonna watch it um uh, you can check us out on our shitty website, islandlikeTheirOldStuff.com or IOLTOS.com. You can email us, uh, stuff at gmail.com, and you can find us where podcasts are sometimes, I think on Apple and on Spotify. So um, I guess that's about it. You got anything else, Groove? Nope. All right, we out. Just enjoy another episode I only like the old stuff We'll see you next time Have a good night